Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK drops the big man's game in a shootout in Dallas on Saturday and the Golden Knights, their magic number of points needed is three with just two games to go. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We are brought to you today by HelloFresh. You can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60. Use the code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. You could find us, of course, on our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights, of course, on Twitter, at LockedOnVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. So, Chris, uh, VGK, another holiday off, of course, another holiday where they're here in Vegas. 28 teams got the day off, Tony. Stop it. Okay, but look, at they've been off every holiday, and they've been here. They've not been on the road. Okay. New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, bam. They were here. Oh, they were here, sure, but they had a game. They had to play. Okay. Well, Valentine's uh, Day. They played a matinee, but they're mostly always home. They're always home. Valentine's Day. Home. That's a big one. But they had to, play, they had to play a Nevada Day, Tony. They played on Nevada Day. Can you oh, believe this? Goodness, this is too much. Okay, <laughs> so uh, VGK, the Golden Knights still lead the Pacific Division, and uh, now by just two points over Edmonton. The Golden Knights will be playing the home-and-home home this week with seattle and they're here on tuesday night on thursday they travel to the emerald city and edmonton plays at colorado on tuesday and on thursday they host the lowly sharks it will be tank city especially if it means that edmonton can win the division so uh let's talk about everything that's going on with the playoff scenario uh vgk gets just one point but they narrow that down now to just three uh, for the number of uh, total points, either VGK uh, a win and a loss, perhaps, by Edmonton to Colorado. And that'll wrap up the Pacific Division on Tuesday night for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, a lot of weird things. You just saw my reaction. I'm actually, uh, we're recording Sunday night, and we're, I'm sweating uh, the Avs-Ducks game right now. The Avs had a two-goal lead. And then they decided they were going to take some stupid penalties in the offensive zone that now have... Uh, allowed the Avs to tie the game up. You mean so the, Ducks, the, the Ducks were leading? You said The, the Ducks Avs were leading, leading, yeah, if I yeah. said it the right way or not. The yeah, Ducks yeah. were leading by two goals, coughed up a third-period lead. So the hope in, in this game, if, even if the Avs do win, the hope is to get this game to overtime because the regulation wins and everything will play into account as far as the conference standings go. Um, a lot of weird things, and we'll we'll get into the Saturday game against the Stars a little bit, but getting that one point was very crucial for a lot of reasons. And, you know, VGK was pretty good Saturday, given limited resources and everything. As far as what matters now, if VGK can just get four points in these next couple of games, they get the division, they get the conference, and nothing else matters, in the words of uh, Mr. James Hetfield from Metallica. Uh, VGK gets three points. We're good to go, obviously, as far as the division goes. But at the most, that might only secure us home ice advantage for one, possibly two rounds, depending on what happens in the central division and everything. 
it's really important for the Golden Knights to get home ice as long as they can right now. We have injuries piling up. Zach Whitecloud goes down. The initial outlook that doesn't have hold a whole lot of water was maybe it looked worse than it's going to be per, per coach Bruce Cassidy. No update today. Let's see tomorrow once they practice and if they say a little something right there. So home ice is very important. They're going to need it because we don't know what's happening with half of our goalies. Shea Theodore is not skating to the best of my knowledge. Um, Logan Thompson is practicing. Aiden Hill had a little um, a little rehab stint with the Silver Knights. Maybe he's going to be on his way back. So whatever we can do to stack the deck for as many rounds as possible until this team returns to full health is very important. I felt that the Kings, when we spoke last week, I felt that they were done. They were starting to slide, and I wasn't surprised that they lost again on Saturday to Colorado. <laughs> Not shocked at all. Uh, who will VGK be facing if they win the Pacific Division? Uh, currently, we've got Winnipeg and Calgary. Uh, they're in that battle. Uh, the Jets with a game in hand. And I think Winnipeg has a one-point advantage there. And uh, down the stretch, I still say, I would, if I'm a VGK fan, I would much rather face Winnipeg than Calgary. Because Calgary can score. And that's the one thing that concerns me in the playoffs. Both those teams have a lot of pluses and minuses. Um, the plus is Connor Hellebuck for the Winnipeg Jets, and the minus is everything else. But Connor Hellebuck is, you know, that goalie that just scares me. He could take, he can win a series, he can win multiple series simply by doing what he does. Uh, the Flames are a little more of a, you know, better rounded type of team as far as talent up and down the lineup goes. And VGK uh, did, uh, play a good game against them not too long ago as well. They uh, got their revenge game, so to speak. I guess you can say it like that after getting their butts kicked uh, the week prior. So Vegas has matched up well against Winnipeg, Winnipeg in the playoffs, a much better Winnipeg Jets team. Vegas was able to uh, beat them four to one with a, a, not necessarily as healthy right now, but the current VGK team is significantly better than that VGK team. So I'm with you that they would ma they match up fine against both teams. The flames maybe uh, get the, not get the um, check mark as far as the, the better of the two coaches goes versus uh, the Winnipeg coach and uh, Daryl Sutter. Who knows? I mean, the flames are kind of in disarray too right now. I could easily see a situation where the flames, they just, you know, flame out in the first game and, uh, you know, VGK, you know, sweeps them just because that team does seem like they're in disarray right now. Looks like the Preds are, are basically all but out of that situation now. So you can split hairs. I'm, I would slightly lean towards the Flames, but honestly, I think VGK can handle either team, even, you know, even with the roster we put out there on Saturday. You know, it's crazy. I have never seen, as far as I could remember, a team, especially with the structure the way it is now, so many teams, I should say, that have 100 points or more on the season. And that means there are teams, well, Seattle has 98. They could be the next in the century uh, club there. And, you know, you have teams like uh, uh, Winnipeg and Calgary that could be 90-point teams, 90 and 91, I think it is, that could be left out of the playoffs. This is insane. So it's very top-heavy in the National Hockey League. I know, remember, we had that discussion. Gary Bettman said, no, I do not want to expand the playoffs. Well, now this is giving him, I guess, more fodder. It's a plus for the NHL because there's so many good teams at the top. Um, it's very top-heavy currently 
and the National Hockey League. And you have to feel that the best teams will be there in the playoffs. So a couple things to say there. One, prior to let this season, because the initial reports that came out, I believe the viewership was way down year over year. So oh, I would have told you if we were it, what's that? I said, that's because of ESPN. The coverage has not been very good. Right. But point being is, though, if they're losing the viewership, they're losing the sponsors or they're, the TV deals all of a sudden have one less digit or one less comma in them, which obviously changes a lot of things for a lot of people's pockets and makes you think a little bit differently. A year ago, I would have said, you're crazy. We're not even going to acknowledge this conversation. But now with what is happening with the viewership down and things like that, you know, it's the more teams that are alive till the end is certainly better financially for the league. Now, all you old heads out there, myself included, and part and Tony to a degree as well, even though he's pumping, you know, the drum for this. Oh, um, okay, good. They didn't score. Um, you know, I hate just to take the perspective of, Hey, I've been watching hockey my whole life like this. It, it shouldn't be changed because I never enjoyed the perspective back when I had one of those corporate jobs of, well, this is always how we've done it. Why change it? That's a perspective I don't like to acknowledge. You know, you look at the success of the playoffs. You look at the interest. You look at the number of casual fans who who don't give a give a crap about the regular season. But the second the playoff clock turns on, I mean, I, I interact with so many basketball, football, and baseball people all day long as far as um, the other side of my business goes. I guess we can say it like that. And they don't say a word about hockey. But once the playoffs start, it's there. They have a lot more interest. So from that perspective, I think the NHL is in a fine spot with it. But you know, if they did a play-in type game, you know, for each side, you know, basically uh, eight and nine had have to earn their way in. It's not the worst idea in the world. That's like really not. But do you have a play-in game like they do? A single the play-in game. If you're eight and nine, one game, one game, one shot. Okay. Coming up next, uh, VGK was shorthanded. Chris alluded to that. They got pushed around in front of the net. It was a big man's around, game, according, yeah, according to Bruce Cassidy. And we'll talk about that, the shootout loss, 2-1, to one, when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays. They are back, and there's no better place to get into the M- Major League Baseball MLB action than on FanDuel America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You can sign up, you can place your first bet, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you just don't win. If you don't win that bet, you can get up to $1,000 back. That's right. And you could bet on players, the individual stats, uh, home runs, pitcher strikeouts. There's all sorts of props daily. So, don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go on to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We come to you each and every day, your team every single day. And find us, of course, on our new YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights, which isn't so new anymore, I suppose. So, so Chris, <laughs> first things first. Uh, okay, so you went to the viewing party on Saturday, and in my Twitter feed, I see the Golden Knights. They posted a couple of kids. Go Knights, go! That's the Gallic kids. How cool was that? That was great. 
I was over at um at Sticks Tavern grabbing some chicken tenders and a milkshake when that happened. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, my dad was over there watching the kids, and I came <laughs> back and I saw your tweets. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> it was so awesome. Yeah, it was great. So they were on. They went viral really fast. It was, it was fun. Those kids. Listen, they, they put out a nice little party on Water Street for the watch parties. Um, it's like, uh, the only negative, for whatever reason, there hasn't been a lot of food trucks out there. There in the past, there have been, but talking to someone who's a little more in charge, I think that's going to be changing for the playoffs. I think they're going to be hosting a watch party every single playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, they'll announce that. It's outdoors? outside. Yep, we do it outside. It's right um on the side of Lifeguard. That would be the south side if I'm getting my directions uh, appropriate. There's a huge screen out there, and you have a drop-down area. They put a bunch of chairs in an area above. They put a bunch of chairs in. There's a grassy little park you can sit on, so it keeps you a little cooler when it gets warm outside. Big park with splash pads and, like, misters and stuff and areas nice. for the kids to play. It's it's really a nice time. Um, we've gone to probably 10 or 12 of them in the last you know, season and a half, and it, it's just a good time. There's usually, like, Chance was there. Um, you had, um, the Knights, some of the Knights guard there and stuff like that. And it was just, it was nice. It was a good time. It's always nice environment. The gentleman, I don't know his name, who kind of leads the whole thing does a good job keeping the crowd amp. They had some real nice giveaways. They gave away uh, two sets of tickets for the Kraken game on Tuesday, as well as a signed stick by the entire team and a Jack Eichel game used stick. I mean, it was, it was pretty good for free. Interesting. Okay. So VGK, they could not move as we go back to what we were saying at the start, at the top of today's show, uh, they could just not move the stars in front of the net, the front of the net. It was frustrating Cassidy to some degree, but then of course he realized his team was shorthanded. He thought that they played hard. Of course they did compete because they forced it into OT and then they got it uh, into the shootout period where they fell uh, to Dallas, a much bigger team. So if VGK plays against teams like the Stars that just plant themselves in front of the net, how are they going to approach things? How are they going to push players out from the front of the net? Because Pete DeBoer knows the weaknesses of the Golden Knights, and so he exploited Everybody that does. in that game. It's not just him. Yeah, but he exploited it on Saturday. He knows them. He's exploited. I mean, they got six out of possible six points against the Vegas Golden Knights. So Crazy. not a lot of teams can. Uh, can sweep the Golden Knights, but DeBoer certainly uh, found a way. I mean, Vegas did get two points in that series, a couple overtime, well, shootout losses, actually. So on one end, Dallas did dominate, but on the other side, two of the games were shootout victories. So, you know, you can split hairs as far as which is the better of the two teams. You know, you look at the shorthanded situation, and let's not get too far without acknowledging Jonathan Quick being one shot away from shutting out the Dallas Stars. I mean, the shootout, I can care less about what happens in the shootout, but Jonathan Quick had a very good game. He kept the team in it. The one goal he gave up, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a great goal, but it definitely wasn't it wasn't that spot where Cassidy's gonna say in the postgame if we just had one more save. It was certainly not that situation. And I'm just annoyed that people are chirping Jonathan Quick, like someone sitting behind us at the watch party. Oh, it's always quick giving up these bad goals. Like, dude, just shut up, man. I mean, I don't quick had a very good game and it, it was a fine game, right? It was a fine game, no Eichel. No Theodore White Cloud goes down in the third, and we're yeah. hoping that's going to be worse we'll talk than about that we... next segment. You're killing burning our second. Yeah, I know, I know. We're certainly hoping it's a better situation <laughs> than what it looks like it's going to be. So, okay. you know, point being is a short Golden Knights team took a pretty healthy Dallas Stars team to the limit mm-hmm. with their fourth of their fifth, 
you know, as far as their rankings of the goalies go. So, you know, there's a lot of positivity to take out of that game. And it does get us a little closer to our ultimate goal of winning the Pacific and, uh, you know, leading the West, which we're in a much better spot now that the Avs, even if they win this game currently that I'm watching. Okay, they didn't win yet. Uh, It's not going to be a regulation win. So Vegas is still plus two in the regulation win category against the Avs right now. Okay, so that's uh, tightening up as well, and uh, we'll keep you abreast on that score. If we could get it in by the end of the show, Jake Ottinger of Dallas. Phenomenal. He's amazing. Just phenomenal. Uh, We told you on Friday about the 94-minute span, I think it was, that he shut out the Golden Knights in the first couple of games, and then he just plays again, stands on his head the entire time. He has 35 wins. He has 35 wins this season. I would not want to play Dallas at any cost, and that toe save on Cotter, we have to talk about that miraculous save there that saved and won the game for Dallas on the shootout. Yeah, I mean, listen, Ottinger is a superstar in the making who appears like going to have a long career, you know, along the lines of like what Linus Hallmark is doing in Boston, you know, and someone's got to, you know, take the torch, so to speak, from, you know, Vasilevsky and Hellebuck and goalies like that. And, I mean, there's an amazing young crop, young crop of goaltenders in the NHL. And you can mention Logan Thompson in that category as well. He's not of the same, you know, um, uh, potency, if you will, of the other two people we, we mentioned. But he's still a pretty good goalie who can lead this Golden Knights team, who is, you know, supported, obviously, by a very strong defense when all healthy, of course. So, you know, it's certainly... Um, a lot of fun kind of watching all this take shape. And yeah, Jake Ottinger, you know, he's behind a very good team and he is that goalie like Connor Hellebuck, like a lot of other people who can simply win a series all by himself, but he's got a pretty good team in front of him too. He surely does. And I just don't know how VGK can move a lot of these big players. We'll see at playoff time. One other bonus for the Vegas Golden Knights. And of course, as they head into the playoffs, they will have an entire, they'll have a full week to prepare for the the first series and, of course, to get a little bit healthier, I believe. Oh, a weekend, right? Was, I think Thursday is the end of the season, then Monday is when the season, when the playoffs would start, something like that, like a five, like five days off, four days off. Okay, like so that. four or five days off. Yeah, no, it's still important. Good. Listen, it's it's good. And, right. you know, it's, it's a good thing. And this team can use all the resources they can get. And, again, not to get too deep into it, but, I mean, listen, close your eyes, take a dart, you know, drop the ball in the roulette wheel, that's the only way you're going to guess as to what this roster is going to look like come game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> hey, kudos to the Boston Bruins. 63 Oof. wins. They set the record. Now, this, this just is, does not appear to be the type of team that is going to lose in the first round, uh, first round of the playoffs, you know, Why not? winning the President's Cup. Why not? I just, I don't know. They just seem like they're built for the playoffs a lot better then we've seen teams like Tampa losing to Columbus and yeah, happened. but that Tampa team, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they were also a president's uh, president's trophy. Yeah, they were. And yeah, they won it. I mean, listen, but... you can split hairs on which team is better. I mean, listen, this Bruins team got the record. Oh, I'm not taking anything so good. away from the Bruins. They are good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not taking anything away from the Bruins. I am simply acknowledging the fact that it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, and anything can, will, and does happen almost on a yearly basis, and. Listen, would it suck and be an absolute letdown if the Bruins, you know, didn't get out of the first round? Of course it would. I mean, that would be a terrible upset, but it's not that big of a surprise. And the Avs just won in overtime. Another friggin' uh, penalty got him there, but that's okay. It's not a regulation victory, so that's not actually terrible news for the Golden Knights on that department. So it's still two points. What are you talking it's, about? It's two points, yes, but it's not a regulation victory. 
Okay. So we're still plus two in the regulation wins. Column. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They play three games. We play two games. So theoretically, one win in regulation will get that tiebreaker at least. And then okay. one additional point puts us in a good spot with them. So, yeah, it's coming down to the wire. It's, uh, it's just a lot of fun and it's great. Um, have you been doing? Yeah, obviously you're doing scoreboard watching right there on our show. It's good. Yeah, now's the time for it. I mean, you know, like it really until about you know last year. I mean, crap, we were uh, scoreboard watching from about game sixty four. It seemed like because <laughs> you know we were on the outside looking in for for such a long period of time, and it's nice not to be scoreboard watching a lot. But it's nice to, you know, try to get a factor on what's needed to clinch. You know, there's two clinching scenarios right now. One is the Pacific. Two is the West. And really, if you win the Pacific, you probably win the West. We can take a deeper dive maybe a Tuesday morning into that. Um, Edmonton, Colorado tomorrow night. Huge game. We're probably, what are we rooting for in that game? God, I don't know. Avs overtime victory, even though we don't want Edmonton getting one point. But it's, I don't know. I don't know what we're rooting for tomorrow night. I got to figure that out. We'll 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 hit that uh, another. We will, that'll be a Twitter conversation. Okay. And uh, Martin Jones uh, was injured. He was injured on <sighs> Saturday night. Fortunate. So they had that, 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 that changes the betting line if we get the Kraken in the first round. <laughs> they had to bring in Grubauer, and Grubauer's been a distant number two this year, which is kind of surprising. Uh, one other note before we go to break: uh, Did you get a chance to watch Quinnipiac defeat Minnesota in the Frozen Four? No. Okay. I, so we've got the I, I saw the four. coach's interview at the end uh-huh. and he, that, that was pretty touching to watch that, but I didn't get a chance to catch the game just with personal work and out with the family and stuff. Only, only so many hours in the day, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. So in any event, frozen four coming to Las Vegas in 2026, yes. cannot wait awesome. for that because if it's anything like the drama that they had in this one, so final seconds of the game, Quinnipiac is trailing and they decide uh, they take the man advantage, obviously the extra skater, and they pull. They had a power play, so they go six Ooh, on six four. four. It was a six on four. They pulled their goalie too, and they wound up scoring in the final seconds to force it into OT, and then they won the game. But it was so exciting. That was just tremendous to watch. I was watching that over at T-Mobile, so a lot of fun. That's cool. I um, can't wait for that to come here. An- another fun nugget really fast before we go on to our next segment there's a scenario where if the Vegas Golden Knights do not clinch the division um, where they can end up matching up against the Seattle Kraken in the first round. So how could that be? How could that possibly be? I, I got to look and dig in. I mean, I, I'm stealing. Like they, I forgot I, mean, I have, forgot the fellow who put this out there. The point being I, is. I can't say that. They don't have enough points. How could that even be? Well, if so, EGK, if EGK right, so wins let's the dive division. in really fast here. Okay. Because EGK Seattle wins the most, division. Can they, they fall, play wild can they card fall a wild card too? Is that even possible now? They'll be playing well. No, they can't follow two. wild no. card two. No. So I don't know if there's. I a even scenario, heard that honestly, on Tony. state-run radio the other night. Quit it. That's not. Yeah, there's, there's there's not a scenario, but they there's could no possibly scenario. play nine games in a row. Is where I was going with that, but that <laughs> no. that, that that tweet's defunct right there. So we uh, <laughs> the we have determined State that this is a lie. Radio just putting out the propaganda. I think so. Coming... They did a blue check mark too. Even <laughs> coming up next, the what blue check mark. Uh, the Golden Knights, perhaps with another couple of losses, injury casualties. Uh, we'll talk about that coming out of that game. We return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back on Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We come to you each and every day, Monday through Friday. And uh, we appreciate you making us your first listen. And please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. 
And again, uh, we always appreciate all of your comments on Twitter. Good, bad, indifferent. Um, but yeah, state-run radio putting out Seattle. There's no possible way that they could play Seattle in a series. That it, it's mathematically not correct. It's not even possible. Yeah, because if Seattle's wild card one, then they'll get the lowest division winner between the Pacific six and the points? Central. Six points over. Uh, right. No, but I'm saying wild card one. Locked. Wild card two plays the highest ranked division champion of, of the conference. Okay. Wild card one plays the lower ranked of the two division champions and the points. So in rounds one and two, being a division champion get, guarantees you home ice advantage. But for the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final, it resets to total points overall. So theoretically, if the central if the Colorado Avalanche somehow don't win the Central but get more points than the Vegas Golden Knights, even though the Vegas Golden Knights could technically be the division champion of the Pacific, Colorado would have home ice in the conference final. And that's how that works. It's kind of weird, but it's all it makes sense to all makes sense. Okay, so on Saturday we saw Nick Waugh filling in at center on the top line because uh, right before the game, we got word that Jack Eichel, now listed as day-to-day, don't know what the lower body injury is that he sustained, if that is such a thing, if they shot him down. Uh, shut hey, him Mark down Stone came back. We got Mark Stone back. Didn't you see that? Mark Stone was skating. No, no, you didn't, you oh, didn't see the, the, ESPN? You see the notifi- uh, yeah, ESPN yeah, notification. See okay, so explain for the listeners and viewers. So I see this on my phone. <laughs> That's right, I really saw fast. that. I was actually at Six Tavern getting my milkshake and my, my, my uh, chicken. A lot tenders, of stuff went on in there. A lot of good. stuff happened at Sticks. yeah. A lot of things did happen at Sticks. Yeah, it was, it was huge. And just like, you know, most of the time, <clears throat> you get the notification that pops up on top of your phone and you try to click it in time. I missed it. So I, <laughs> I go right to um, ESPN and I'm like, not seeing anything. And then I start seeing on Twitter, they said Mark Stone makes his return against the Dallas Stars. I'm like, it was a 2018. Yeah, I'm like, guys, can you put the message, TV on right? for me? <laughs> I think it was from 2018. Uh, yeah, so that was more that bizarre. was that was fun. That was um, that was interesting. But keep going. Um, so, you know, during that game, I just have to correct VGK fans first and foremost. Okay, I watched the replay at least a dozen times. Okay, it was not a dirty hit whatsoever on Zach Whitecloud. It was not. It was friendly Uh, fire. It was was Brady McNabb. Brady McNabb with a cross check. He should have been Mm -hmm. penalized for that because that was a a dirty one. Maybe it was a dirty hit. He came in behind Rupe Hintz. Hintz had no balance and he falls accidentally right on the left leg, right? Of of his opposite leg that he hurt earlier in the season. Okay. And it was the same situation, too. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, and That's then he limps off the ice, but it was not a dirty hit, folks. No, I was like, oh, well, Br- well I sure it was. Brady McNabb, it was definitely a dirty hit by Brady McNabb. Brady McNabb, absolutely. And they're like, <laughs> after, did you see the arguments? I got into a couple of them on, on Twitter. They said, didn't you see, like, right after he got hit and checked in the back, he lunged forward at his no, leg. No, stop no, no, it. no. That's kind of silly, guys. That's okay, stupid. So I'm it. sorry. I'll say it. That's stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. Just quit that. So, uh, so now you had Eichel out of the game. Uh, White Cloud, we don't know, even though Bruce Cassidy said he was moving around after the game and they'd have to reevaluate back in Vegas. But he'll be out, I'm sure, for at least the first game. I don't know, maybe both of the two games. Who replaces White Cloud? Paul? This this is where Miramanov going down was very unfortunate. He, um, I never saw the play, but he took a very awkward fall uh, during an HSK game 
where he was down for a long period of time, had to be helped out by multiple trainers. So you have to assume that's a bad injury. I looked at the lineup card today for the HSK and Miramanov was not in there. And, and now that was Aiden Hill. Maybe we'll hit that in a, in a few minutes here. Um, so Pahal is going to be the next person up. And then, you know, unfortunately, Keaton Korzak has been injured. I don't think he skated today. I think he's, he's a long-term injury. He's so still out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you're missing two thirds of this elite defense. I mean, it has been an elite defense. If you look at the metrics, when all six of our, you know, our top six defensemen play, I think we're right on par or, you know, not too far off from what Boston's been doing. We'd probably, you know, from um, an expected value perspective, uh, probably be the second best team in the league from a total points perspective, assuming our top six was healthy most of the season. So, you know, you take that for what it's worth. And first and foremost, we hope, you know, White Cloud is okay. And we hope Bruce Cassidy is giving a little bit of honesty. You just never know when it comes to injuries. Don't listen too much to what Cassidy says. Everything else, he's amazing, but injuries, he's not a fan of talking about them. And he's going to, in his words, protect the players and protect the team. And he's basically said, you know, he's not going to give a whole lot because he just, you know, no one does. That's just not, you don't want to give up any type of competitive advantage. Listen, if he blew, blew his ACL out, he's gone for the year. Okay, fine. They'll come out and say that. If it's anything less than that, they're all going to say lower body, hope to get him back on the ice soon, blah, 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 you know. I hate that. I just wish uh, that the NHL would be more transparent with injuries. They really need to change that. They do. And then Shea Theodore is still out. We haven't heard much about him. No, that's not uh, good, though. Yeah, that's not very good either. So uh, they're definitely uh, struggling with some some injuries here, and they will have a few days before that first series does begin. Will it be enough time for them to recover? You still think that Mark Stone will be back after you saw that alert from ESPN? I'm taking Mark Stone in two in two in two point one. I'm taking series two game one if BGK can uh, you know hang out that long. I think we see him back by that point. Honestly, the under is probably not as big of a dog as you'd think it is. Okay, so Aiden Hill, Aiden Hill uh, sent down to Henderson for mm-hmm. conditioning. You were at the game. Right? No, no, no. I was sweating. Okay. And I, we didn't. But go. you know, but you knew that he was on what a pitch count. Is that what you told me? Yeah. You know? So we were. I, I was kind of watching the game. I was watching the score, and I saw he gave up three goals. I'm like, okay, whatever. And and then all of a sudden, all I see is HSK. Jordan Papierney is, is in the net. And shout out to Paps, friend of the program, of course, gave us a great interview before the season started. And nice to see him progressing through the ranks. He's going to yeah. get some more time. I think as the season uh, gets down to the end here as well. So good on him. And we'll see how his career goes, you know, after this year, obviously Uh, going back to Aiden Hill, he shot, he stopped 18 of 21 shots in the game. I don't know if they were good goals, bad goals or whatever. I never watched any of the replays. And then you see him out in the third period, but uh, coach Viveros, uh, Stephen Marsh got a question with him. Another good friend, I guess, of the program, so to speak, Uh, Marsh asked him about it and uh, confirmed uh, that Aiden Hill was on a pitch counts two periods and Aiden Hill didn't play today. I think it was Coachella, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was a road game, but I don't think that matters. I think if they wanted to get him more time or if they felt he needed more time, it was maybe a better statement to make. He would have traveled and had the start today. But the fact that he got a couple of periods down with the HSK and they just make sure he's, you know, all systems go, so to speak. And uh, honestly, if he starts on Tuesday, it would not be the most surprising thing, but I think at the least he'll starts the finale on Thursday. Really? You think Hill's going to be back? Okay, so oh, I'll uh, give you action. He he plays this week. I'll take I'll take I'll take action. Okay, so so Brossois goes Tuesday, right? Is that ninety nine percenter? It's got no, be, right? No, I would probably okay. no. I would say so seventy thing, thirty. I mean, so the one oh, listen, thing that Cassidy VGK, did say, Cassidy I would say, say I would I would say seventy thirty. I, I think Aiden Hill's the backup mm-hmm. on Tuesday. I'll start by saying that. 
And I would not be surprised if they said, if they sent Aiden Hill out there to see what they have right now, because look what they're doing for Swa. They're running him to see what they got. They got to find out what they have in Aiden Hill. You know what Jonathan Quick has? Is the gap that big from Aiden to Brossois? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I mean, Hill's had a very good season and been very serviceable. Brossois has been very hot, though. He's not lost in regulation. So if Brossois starts, you can hopefully pencil at least a point on Tuesday in the uh, uh, fan appreciation uh, party at T-Mobile. So I did. Uh, Cassidy did say, Chris, that if a goalie is healthy, that that goalie will play at some point this week. So if they have a healthy, Hill's healthy. return, Hill's healthy. So it would be Hill first. Mm-hmm. And then we don't know the status of Thompson. Just that he's out Honestly, there on the ice, right? Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a take. Hill and Thompson start both games this week. How's that? How's that for a take? Come on. Are you hitting the whiskey early tonight? No. 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 I had a coffee about two hours ago. These are important games. Very important games. And the game's getting even more important uh, in about the next 12 days. So you would want to see more or less, I mean, Thompson and Hill, not uh, really guys that are tested in the postseason. And this is the postseason right now. Mm-hmm. And Brossois the hot hand, and they like to go with the hot hand. I think Brossois goes Tuesday. I'm going to disagree. I'm not fighting you on that. And I think if, um, you know, if we're going to handicap this, that's definitely the chalky side of the bets. But you look but at what BGK has been doing. If they wrap it up Tuesday, then Thursday I could see. If they wrap eight. it up Thursday, they probably, it's probably, they, uh, Hill and Thompson probably both play. You know, so, I mean, uh, there's there's so much happening. It's a good thing that VGK doesn't play until Tuesday because Edmonton and Colorado are playing tonight, Monday night, that is. So you'll definitely have a better perspective of is VGK closer to clinching the division? No, Edmonton or, and Colorado play on Tuesday night. Is it Tuesday play or Tuesday. Monday? No, they played right, because all the teams played on played Saturday. Saturday so I mean, they played right. three games in a row. So, yeah, but yeah, still yeah. point three games is four nights for Colorado. Yeah. Three games, four nights for Colorado, though. Yeah. And they're winning them all. I mean, tonight was a little bit ugly in Anaheim, but they found a way. And once they get their full roster back, I think they're going to be so dangerous, too. Of course, the playoffs are not gonna, they're not going to go fun. unheard of unheard from in the playoffs. They're not this they're not going to be, be out in the first round. I'll, I'm feel confident about that. We're looking forward to it, and of course, we'll be with you every step of the way. Uh, we'll return again tomorrow with the preview of the VGK Kraken game and see if we have any updates on the goaltender situation, injury situation, anything else that goes as uh, the team will be skating, uh, we are sure, coming up on Monday after they have the nice ham dinners there at home because they're always at home for the holidays because the league is rigged. It's absolutely rigged. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights, and we'll see you tomorrow right here again at Locked on Golden Knights. Take care.